Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Beyond the Brand Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Pabuda. Be joined today by our usual co-host, Alex Boudreau. And on today's episode, we're actually joined by a fellow Kane University alumni. Uh, for those of you who didn't know, Alex and I graduated from Kane University back in 2018. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with Kane University, it is a small school based out of northern New Jersey. We're joined in this episode by Eric Cruz, alumni of Kane University, who graduated back in 2011. Uh, he teamed up with his brother, Ryan, and they created what they call, quote unquote, an athleisure shoe. Uh, the name of the company is Moves Footwear, M-U-V-E-Z, Moves Footwear. Uh, him and his team of entrepreneurs appeared on the ABC hit show Shark Tank on Friday, April 3rd at 8 p.m., uh, where they actually came away with a $200,000 investment from hip-hop clothing mogul Damon John. Uh, John, who most of you probably know from the show Shark Tank, was the CEO of clothing company FUBU back in the day. Uh, he offered Move as a team $200,000 for 33.3% equity, um, and then it later agreed to a counteroffer by them uh, for 25%. The team is excited to work with them, so it's something we, we discussed in this episode. Um, you know, Eric and Ryan are really great dudes. It's interesting to hear about their product. The product seems awesome. You guys should definitely check it out. I'll drop their link and their social handles in the uh, episode description, so definitely give it a look. And yeah, you know, I'm really excited for this episode. A lot of fun, really good dudes. Um, you know, we, we talk about kind of building the business from scratch, how they ended up as entrepreneurs because they didn't really do it right out of school. Um, especially Eric, it kind of took him a few years to realize this is what he wanted to do, um, how they came up with the idea, how they ended up on Shark Tank, and then kind of what's next for them. Um, and, you know, now working with Damon John, it's something we discussed. So really excited for this one. Let us know what you guys think. Don't forget to go give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review, drop us some comments, give us some feedback, let us know what you think. Bruce, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time! Recording out of New York City, New York. Welcome to the Undisputed Greatest Podcast in the World, Beyond the You went to Kane, right? Yeah, I did. Okay. okay, so I saw a couple articles. Montclair had you like at their school, NGIT yeah. had you at theirs. Yeah, man, I try to I try to muster up as much like press and momentum yeah. as I could, you know. Yeah. Hey, what's up, guys? What's, what's up? Man? How you doing? How you guys doing? Yeah, you. Did you go to Kane too? Yeah. So all three of us did. That's what's up. Yeah. When did you graduate? 2011. 2011. Okay. We're yeah. 2018. Yeah. 2018? Okay, that's what's up. Yeah. yeah. Were you guys in any, uh, were you in a fraternity or anything? Yeah, I was. What, what? I was in um, New Sigma Phi. Well, I am. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I actually team. helped them like rebrand themselves and um, get back on campus. Yeah, pretty much get back on campus because mm-hmm. the year that they were like almost resurrected, more or less, mm-hmm. they yeah. were looking for pledges. And um, a friend of, I don't know if you know, but a friend of mine named Steve Calagero. He, he went to camp at the time and, you know, he was really motivated, inspired and like needed, you know, galvanized support. Mm-hmm. You know, I told him I hadn't really didn't have much going on that helped him out. And like, lo and behold, like New Sigma Phi has grown, man. There's, they're dominating Greek Olympics. They like have the most hours for me service. So it's like really yeah. cool to see like, you know, the hard work that I did in my, my final year in college, like 
help people out network because a lot of them commute you know wouldn't they wouldn't have had a platform an opportunity to meet like other people on campus because they're never around yeah, yeah. we were uh we were in sydney with a guy oh really yeah what's up man both you guys yeah uh is that how you guys met Yep. Well, yeah. we met before we joined freshman year, and then okay. we played sophomore year. He got to join. Yeah, before him, then I got him to join. But yeah, so yeah, you guys both dorm too. We dormed, and then we lived in the frat house for a little bit. Yeah, sweet. That was, that was pretty. That was pretty wild. Yeah. <laughs> what know? dorm were you at freshman year? Were you in? Um, we were in that. We were in that new freshman building they built. Oh, dude, you guys lucked. Out. Yeah, we did, dude. They renovated so much. Like, know, it it looks so much better now. When's the last time you've been uh, over there? Well, I was there last year because um, the Kane Tower wanted to do like have a photo oh, and you know, you know get to know me a little bit. So um, I went for a few hours and like I walked around as much as I could, but I you know running late like always. Mm -hmm. um, but just like the brief walk around, it's just been crazy, man. Like bills are popping up left and right. The only thing they haven't figured out is parking. I know. <laughs> it must be a nightmare now. It's like, cause there's like less space. <laughs> my mom, my mom works uh, in the president's office. So I've been going, I've been around Kane since like, I was like 11 or 12. Like yeah. so I, I've seen it from like complete, like nothing to what they're building now, but you're right. Parking is the only issue that they need to face. So bad. Yeah. And that's been, that's been an issue since I was in school. And that was like back almost a decade ago. I know. Damn, a decade almost. <laughs> don't say that out loud that's, that's <laughs> oh, bro like so much time flies man i like yeah. man, 10 years wow that's uh that's crazy i mean so, we've been on this for four years so it's like it's really hard to and now we're living in a bubble so like there is no time is relative it feels like i don't know the day that week it is um, yeah everyone's just like kind of going by their own thing um, it's crazy yeah. I mean, it's a crazy yeah, time Kim has come a long way, man. I'm, I'm super proud, dude. They, they're, you know, and they're, again, when I had reached out for some support, mm -hmm. um, you know, they like opened the doors, like whatever I knew. I, uh, it was funny. I like, when I started my last job, like when I first got into media, like we stood up, we had like this big orientation and mm -hmm. uh, it was funny. Like we all stayed up one by one, you know, to say where you went to school. So I got like, one kid said Harvard, another kid said Cornell, like all these people were saying like these big ass schools. Yeah. Syracuse, Penn State, like all this, and they get to me. I'm like Kane University, and like they all like turned around, looked at me. I was like it's a small school in New Jersey, like yeah, that right yeah. back down, like <laughs> like what the fuck is that? Yeah, <laughs> I've been in a similar situation, man. I remember I interned, and uh, these were I interned with kids like from Duke and from like LSU and from all over the country, just like yourself. And I was like, yeah, Kane, like small little school, like crazy. Well, there's some gems that come out of Kane, though. Dude, it's, yeah. it's crazy to. Like, before you go to college, right, you value it so much, like that piece of paper, like where you're going to go, like, and, and then you, you graduate and you realize you, some people, you don't even need a degree, really, some, like, now, like, to do yeah. things. You really don't. Just like, Google. Yeah, Google. You, get it any, you can get it anywhere. I, I mean, granted, they might have, like, a bigger network or because they go to a college like that, but it really doesn't matter where you go. Yeah. Oh, 100%. What now. you make out of it, for sure. Yeah. Exactly. And networking is huge in college. You got to make inroads while you're there, network as much as possible. And Google's got a rule where it's like, you take their six-month course and then that equivalent, that's equivalent to a four-year degree. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you, you both were in five? No, Ryan went to NJIT. Oh, yeah. yeah, okay, you're the one that went to NJIT. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. What do you guys get your degree in? Uh, I, I got it in industrial design. Okay, nice. Interesting. Yeah, I got it in business management. Nice. Awesome. And so uh, you're at like enterprise rent a car. 
It's like the worst job ever. Um, <laughs> but it does like build really strict discipline though. And you have to be like, it does give you a certain skill set that like college, like, I guess equips you with, but then enterprise, like, cause you have to be client facing. Yeah. You have to be like in the sales mode all the time. You have to be at the office at like seven o'clock and not, like 12 hour days on the weekend. So like, I, I appreciate anyone that comes out of that because I know they're like a hard worker. You don't have to work there long. I was there for every year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, this is not going to work. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was like, you know what? I'll probably just like, I have the grades. I'll just go to grad school. So I did grad school for a year. Um, I went to FDU for um, business and sports. Cause I was like, yo, I'm going to be in sports. Like this is every man's dream. Like, that's my, that's my goal too. Yeah. You know? And I was like, dude, that's what I'm going to do. So I did that for like, I don't know, a year and a half, maybe. Um, land internship with the Nets was in there during that transition from Jersey to Brooklyn in their PR department. Mm-hmm. Um, I was there for a year and then that turned into like a full-time gig, but like being impressed kind of sucks, man. It's just like, oh, really- you, were impressed? you were impressed with them? Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, especially when yeah. you start out, man, it's like a, it's a long game of sports. Like you gotta, yeah, you want to re- relocate too, man. And not a lot of people are trying to make that, that move, you know? So did that jump to CBS? I was with WFAN, like selling airtime. That's cool. Yeah, and then um, I got I got a lot of free tickets too, which is great. Like, yeah, I saw Kanye a couple times when he was at Barclays, Swedish House Mafia a few times, and then Mercedes Benz. That was my last stop. Just like do network for someone at school, like hooked me up there, and I was there for like almost two years. But then they relocated to Georgia, and that wasn't a move. Like I was 26 at the time, I think. Like I wasn't really trying to to move to Atlanta, Atlanta. Yeah. So for all the people out there, do you think grad school is worth it or not? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, like it certainly opens doors. You know, that's like that's for certain. Yeah. And to Ryan's point, it, it, you, you'll get what you put into it and is what you make it. Um, but there is certain like there's a certain network that I was able to um, like tap into. And I really refine my writing skills for sure. So like I'd like before before grad school i was always like a decent writer but then after grad school like i definitely leveled up i think that's where uh i was a communications major i think that i excelled in writing like that was like always yeah. we had to write so that's all we did was write we wrote yeah papers so i was just like i feel like it was something i, I was always a decent writer but like college i feel like i got a lot better at it yeah yeah i can i can relate to that too but um did you build a lot of connections like through grad school um I made not a lot of connections, but I made key connections though. Um, like you had a lot of cool jobs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had a great run, man. And you know, like I, I wasn't really trying to become an entrepreneur at the time, dude. It, like it wasn't. Is this live yet, or are we just still talking? Like we're, we're recording, yeah. but like I, I, that's what I was, I was trying to get into, so we could like let you tell your story. And, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just don't know like when to turn it I, on. I, or... Pause there, and then we'll let you. <laughs> yeah, Eric Ryan, I want to thank you guys for, for coming on um take us a little bit through i mean we just talked about a little bit like give us like a little summary about yourself and uh tell us about like what you guys were doing before you came up with this idea and kind of how this idea sparked sure well thanks for having us eh? uh do you want to say all right well uh i've got 10 years of experience in public relations communications logistics um and like overall execution so uh right after undergrad i jumped into the workforce um, quickly found out that it really wasn't for me. 
Um, I then attended grad school for about a year and a half. I attended uh, Fairleigh Dickinson University um, out in Hackensack, majoring in business and sports, where I made some key connections there, um, was able to refine like my writing skill set. I was able to transfer a lot of the knowledge and experience I attained like in the real world, um, applied, you know, like my passion and ambition for sports, uh, landed an internship with the Brooklyn Nets. Um, shortly after that stint, I then um, transferred to CBS Radio, where, um, you know, I felt like I could still get better in terms of salesmanship. So, and WFAN, like, was a broadcast of the Giants. I'm a huge Giant fan. I don't know about you guys. Jets, unfortunately. Uh, Jets, okay. Bye. What are you? Packers. Packers? Nice, right. nice. I got a Giant and Niner here. Yeah. Um, so I was selling airtime on WFAN. Um, I, I've listened to it broadcast giant games, like I said, and I was always impressed at, at their their range. I mean, you can you can broadcast now through the internet. You can broadcast around the country at the time. Like an AM station dial would get bounced all the way to North Carolina. I just like man, just like the overall reach of an AM station is really appealing to me, and it's sports. Uh, so I was there for about a year. And um, finally settled in at Mercedes-Benz um, in Montvale in their, in their North American headquarters. I uh, was there for about a year and a half in their uh, press and um, their press department mainly. And then, um, you know, I think Ryan can get into a little bit about his experience and how, like, I guess our, we're brothers. So let's preface with that. I was going to so, ask that. I was going to ask the same last thing. So I wanted to. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, our fates are always, like, intertwined in a lot of ways. Um, but, like, in life. Uh, you know, we always talked about uh, like this particular idea, but, you know, it kind of really felt by the wayside as like we were both involved. He was graduating and I was in school still. So we really didn't get much thought about it. Um, but yeah, so um, so I went to uh, NGIT and studied industrial design, which is kind of like product design. Um, so I did that for about four years. And then my fourth year, uh, we had a thesis project to make a any type of product that we thought would sell, you know, in main, you know, in the mainstream. So um, everybody, it was, it was cool because everybody had their creative freedom to kind of make whatever they wanted, whatever they thought might, you know, might sell and translate well to consumerism. So I, I had this idea that I wanted to explore and I was like, Oh, this is a perfect opportunity to, to do that. So I, you know, I presented it and um, I worked on it for, for that whole semester. Um, had some help with it, my brother and some friends and we got, we got together and, you know, we just kind of like, made the prototype, went through the concept, and everyone was like, oh, man, this is a really cool idea. But then we went to present to the – wasn't fond of it. He said it really would, wouldn't work, you know. Like, yeah. I called off of work, actually, yeah, and I went to, like, his presentation. Yeah, and uh, yeah. the, the, the professor well. said, yeah, there's no market for this. So I was like, all right, yeah, not market for yet, but we'll see, you know. So, you know, I pocketed it. We kept it moving. And so you, then, were, uh, you, were pretty, you were pretty confident, like, in the idea from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I knew it would work. I just knew that it would be it'd be tough because uh it's a sh it's in shoes and shoes is very hard to actually you know make and it's competitive. It's yeah, you can't make shoes in your basement. You kind of you have to have the machinery and the factories and all that stuff and engineers. So I knew it, it was a goal. I just I just always thought it was just so hard to get to that. You know, if if eventually I did get to it, cool. But if not, like you know, I'd chase something else. But yeah, kind of throughout my whole story, we just you know, odd jobs, like just working here and there. I had the craziest jobs, you know, constantly getting <laughs> fired, whatever. And back to, you know, just went back to it. But then I, I landed a pretty cool position at, um, my, my buddy hooked me up with a place called Mission Athlete Care. And they were a cool, innovative startup that they made those cooling towels that like you get them wet, you snap them, mm -hmm. and they cool you off. They have like a bunch of like, uh, probably seen them in like Home Depot or yeah, yeah. yeah, they're good for like mm -hmm. the workers outside. Mm -hmm. So it was great because I got to see, you know, 
everybody in a startup, you know, like in a creative, like in a, around this like creative one product, um, you know, we've got, I got to, you know, be in meetings with the CFOs, the COOs, um, and, you know, just get really good guidance from my, the creative director. So, um, so that was, that was fun. And then when, when Eric, you know, had his decision to make about leaving to Atlanta or not, um, around that time I had like feelings of, okay, I'm not, I'm tired of this already. I kind of want to move on to something else. Like, you know, why don't we just see how this, see how this goes. If we can take it seriously, see where we can take it. And uh, that's when we made the decision to kind of go all in. There was also because we saw that our product was in market mm. from an overseas company in, in Europe and they were making it and they were killing it. So this product that they said that didn't have a market, there was a market growing for it now, you know, like indoor, mm. outdoor footwear. Their, their technology was nothing like ours. It was just like a clasp on the back, like a little button mm. thing that would pop off. But it was just proof to say that people would buy this kind of product. So when we and Eric saw that, we were like, all right, we have to tr- give it a try, you know? And, and, then, and for those who don't like, who are listening and don't know um, exactly what the product is, can you explain like what, what the, what's significant about the shoe product? Like what's different from every other shoe? Yeah. So, um, so it's really, uh, it's really a, a indoor, indoor shoes or slippers uh, that you, that's designed to, to wear indoors, your favorite pair of shoes that you wear indoors, like really comfortable, uh, real breathable and um, real easy to get in and out of. Um, but the, the coolest thing is when you're ready to go outside, you don't have to change your footwear you can kind of, you can just slip into these outsoles. Uh, there's foam outsoles that you slip into. You can take your trip outside. You can walk the dog, take out the trash, you know, go to the grocery store. What do you have to do? When you come back inside, you can just pop them off and go back to relaxing. It's like you never left. Mm-hmm. So um, that's pretty much the product. Yeah. So in essence, we're just trying to like simplify from indoor to outdoor. So mm-hmm. it's like transitioning comfort from indoors outdoors. Mm-hmm. And the, the the secret is how it functions. Um, we're the only brand that has a proprietary technology where uh, you know, I guess adjoining two components, like two independent components and forming one, um, is something that's not being done in the marketplace. Uh, so we knew like we had a distinguishing feature that would set our footwear apart from the rest. Um, but now it was like, how do I make this become a reality? Because it looks cool on paper, but yeah. like, now I need to execute and find my resources. Yeah. So I've, I have two questions. One, what even sparked the idea in college? And then two, my next question would be, how did, what was the process like taking that from paper and making it a reality? Sure. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, it sparked because of back in, back then, you guys probably too, whenever you would, you know, go in between like going to the gym or, or playing sports, you'd be in slides, you know, socks and slides, yeah. you know, yeah. cleats. Whatever. So we were, you know, as playing sports growing up, we were always in socks and slide. Um, and we loved the comfort of it, but we realized that when you're out in public, it kind of looks you know, it looks bad. Like, you know, it doesn't look presentable. I can't walk into somewhere in a busy meeting and socks and slides, you know? Mm-hmm. So we wanted something that we, we it would like be that comfort and that convenience, but also look good while you're outside and people don't even realize that you're, you know, in your indoor shoes, whatever. So, you know, we were like, you know, that's, that's sounds like a good idea. And I was like, you know, let's do it. So that's what we did. We took a chance on it. And then as we developed it, that's where we were like, okay, we have something here, you know, because, when we just started, it was just an idea where we had straps and clasps and buttons and all this type of things to get these two souls to, to intertwine. But when we, when we finished the actual technology behind it of the, the, the heels interlocking like that with like no buttons, just pressure, it was like, okay, this is something that's cool and it could be a real, a real product in the, in the market. So. Yeah. Then in terms of execution, man, like I didn't have 
vast knowledge or experience in footwear. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, we started from scratch. Uh, so the best, you know, the best thing I could do was learn as quick as I could. So um, I was listening to audiobooks. The first book I picked up was A Shoe Dog uh, by Phil Knight, which if you haven't read is, is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, just gave me some background on like, you know, how he founded Nike and, and his, a few of his challenge that he was able to speak to and the importance of, you know, creating a team and figuring out like your name, the logo. And, you know, a lot of it was, self-deprecating in a lot of ways just because you know he always um you know shared his fame and success you know with the team it wasn't just like a single person so um you know listening to that i probably slammed like 10 or 12 books in the course of a year while i was like on the computer listening to audiobooks and um you know quickly found out like i had to reverse engineer you know the uh, final product so if i wanted to create a shoe like all right what are some inputs i need so okay, I need sourcing. I need technical drawings, right? Like I need, I need packaging. So, you know, I, I utilize a few free platforms. LinkedIn was one that I reach out to people on, um, Upwork, Fiverr, um, you know, these online platforms are international based. So you can find some really talented artists, um, and technicians like on these platforms, you have to pay, you know, once you strike a deal or a service, but to be on there and look for talent, is, is free. So I leveraged that. I found Tangle Drawer out of Boston. Um, you know, he then introduced me to um, a manufacturer, or really like a broker, sort of. a consultant of sorts. Uh, his name was Lou. Um, Lou lived in, in um, Poconos and, you know, I would visit him as a mentor to figure out like what I was doing wrong and a lot of, you know, just a lot of things. I just, you don't know what you don't know. Right. So by picking close to someone who knows what they're talking about, who also like shares your best interest, uh, you know, was super critical for us. So we drove out there countless times to talk with him, have lunch. And we really created like, like a family friendship over the course of two years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he flew with us to China for the first time, introduced us to a couple of manufacturers. You know, we attended um, material convention shows out in Boston. So we would drive four hours and like early in the morning, drive to Boston attend these two-day conventions, crash, like, on our, on our boy's couch, um, you know, just, like, just doing whatever, you know, whatever you need. Make it work, yeah. Yeah, because, like, you know, we, we weren't fortunate enough to have a large investment. Like, you know, we were able to secure $90,000 um, back in 2018 after we proved the concept, after we showed that, like, you know, we were capable of delivering a high-quality, world-class product. So, you know, the, one of the barriers to entry within Fullware is liquidity like you need capital to make sneakers mm-hmm. you know sneaker brands don't pop up uh every day you know they they're here for a long term because they're they're capital healthy so yeah. you know ha- having enough money just to make an, enough for molds and our first run of production was enough for us yeah um i mean you know there's so many stories that we can get into <laughs> like our first time in china you know that was i was, I was gonna i was gonna ask about yeah. i'm curious about the manufacturer like how did you guys like what was that like going to another country because they told you it wouldn't produce, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we, so, you know, fortunately enough, um, Lou also like wrapped around his schedule, although like he had told us that he had another project to work on, but like he was with us the whole time. Yeah. working on our- Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I think that was just a way to make us feel better, but like looking back on it, he was in every meeting with us. Yeah. So like, you know, he took a lot of pressure off of us having to sell and having to impress because just by him being there, was enough for the factory to trust that like we could be trusted mm-hmm. because you know these factories don't make money off of making samples. 
they're, you know, they, they gamble on you based on the recommendation in hopes that you become this, this big brand, mm-hmm. you know, that makes some, makes some big PO and millions of shoes. And, yeah. And they make tens of thousands of shoes. Yeah. Then, you know, yeah, you know, it drive it helps us, uh, you know, impact our bottom line by driving down costs or doing greater volume. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, they, they don't really know there's nothing guaranteed and they're wasting a lot of money and hours. I don't know if you guys are allowed to speak on it, but that first wave of shoes or that first time you guys are getting the shoes from them or they're manufacturing for you, how many do you get? Well, that's the thing you have to negotiate with the factory, man. It's yeah. So every factory has a minimum order quantity or MOQs. So that's up to you to negotiate with them. I mean, they're pretty stringent because they understand like time is money. They're not going to do 500 for you. Right. You have to be willing to do like a couple thousand. Right. You know, and it all comes up to, and, and that's like a couple thousand per SKU. Mm-hmm. Us, we were able to negotiate four SKUs uh, and 3,000 units, which is something that typically isn't done because that means only one SKU is 500 pairs. Right. So, you know, it really depends on a relationship with the manufacturer and the factory, and you got to go there. Anyone who's listening, who is, you know, even considering the concept of international production, you have to visit. I mean, it's it's life or death almost in a lot of ways because you have to make sure that like your client facing because it means a lot, you know, for you to take the time and energy and the money to go out and visit and to make these like face-to-face conversations happen because you can only communicate so deeply through email. Like face-to-face chain is a game changer. So you have to leverage that and use that as best as you can. So, I mean, we went to China twice and it was 24 hours door to door. I was like 28 at the time, the first time, you know, and I hadn't, we had no idea what we were doing. Right. You don't have to, you know, that's, if you're a quick learner, man, you don't really have to have all the answers. You just have to find the way, like, you have to find the people that have the answers and you can't be afraid to ask. It's, I, like, it's so funny. We, we, uh, I think I saw your guys account follows and we, we uh, had David Meltzer on yesterday Oh, awesome! Yeah, and he uh, he's big on like he was literally talk like probably like five minutes, ten minutes on asking for help, and like yeah. that's the best way to learn. And and I mean, this has been a common thing in our last few episodes that we've recorded <laughs> that we haven't released yet. But mm-hmm. um, it's just like all these people who are successful ask for help, and it's like a lot of people are afraid to do that. But so yeah. I mean, I, I commend you guys for and you found someone who did and made those connections. So that's, that's awesome. yeah, and that's huge. I mean, you know, a lot of it's fate, a lot of it's destiny. You got to put yourself in a position to to win, though. Like, yeah, you got to be willing to go out, put yourself out there. But you know, once you do, if you'll find that luck, you know. Yeah, and you guys took those trips. You have to you have to build that trust as well. Absolutely, yeah. man. Yeah, that relationship, the building a relationship, especially with the international partner like yeah. that, is 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 something that's very it's critical. But it's, it's critical. we also were a little lucky that uh, they did speak, you know, pretty good English. Like we, there wasn't too much of a language barrier there. So yeah. and having Lou there first time was, you know, to help build those relationships was really helpful. Yeah, it was certainly comforting because being on the, on the oldest, usually like they look to me to, you know, to provide some guidance, but I was unfamiliar with this territory just as much as they were. So I really couldn't, you know, I, I can only answer based on my experiences and, you know, like, referring to what I experienced in my professional work, corporate America to like what the probability, like my job was to always mitigate risk, right? So like take the probability of something failing against something winning and then hedging my bet, whether it's like to do something or not to do something. What are my chances to succeed? Like doing that simple calculation really quickly and then figuring out like the best direction to success. Mm-hmm. So, you know, going to China was huge for us. You know, I, they appreciate it. They took us out like every day, you know, karaoke to dinner, 
Did you, they make you guys do those things where it's like they say something, <laughs> they cheers, and then you have to chug your whole drink? I forget what it's called. Um, there was there was a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> There's like so my mom because I told you she worked for Kane. They had the Kane kids, yeah. and oh, right. yeah. if you would go out there. They would like I forget what they said, but they would say something. No matter how much you had in your drink, you had to chug it. Like it was like yeah. if you did it, it was like disrespectful to the culture. So like they were like bombed by the end of the fucking <laughs> night. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> I, there's like there's a picture there's a few pictures that we had like we went out the night before with the, like everybody um there was like a table of 10 people of us like our team um this like the the owners of the business the people who were like the mold factories like everybody was there and there was these like little cleared vodka drinks right and i was like in the shape of a grenade and a lazy Susie with beers and like the next day bro i had the worst hangover and i have to sit here <laughs> and approve like samples and, and approve fabrics. I'm just like, I don't want to do any of it. Like, <laughs> I'm 12 hours, like ahead of schedule. Yeah. I should be sleeping right now, but yet I'm up. Yeah. It was just, the, it was so, but like those kind of experiences brought us closer together. So now like we can always joke with them about like that one time that we went out there. Now it's right. nice. You know, like it's, it, it, you ground the relationship in reality rather than like just this automation and emails, <laughs> client facing that. I can only get you so far, man. Yeah. You got to go out there. Like he says, I mean, it's about building that trust, that relationship. And that's, I mean, it's awesome you guys did it. So would you say at that point with your trips to China, was that the point for you guys where you realized like, okay, like we're really getting the ball rolling now. Like this is becoming like a thing. Or did you guys ever have your doubts in that, any of the, that part of the process of trying to bring it from paper to real life? Yeah. Well, yeah. it was still a big gamble. Yeah, it was always Everything was still a risk. There was yeah. no guarantee on anything. Like um, it was just the concept that we're trying to bring to market, you know, like we didn't even know if we would leave China with an actual prototype, but that was the goal. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, we succeeded in that first goal and, you know, just kept setting, setting new goals and hitting those and accomplishing new, new achievements. And until we're here, you yeah. know, and we're still, there's still more and more, way more to go, but just mm-hmm. little steps. Yeah. We probably experienced like two points of inflection. One was, kickstarter so we were in a kickstarter campaign last august and we ran a campaign for about 40 days we generated like a little a little under thirty-five thousand. so we knew that like the market we were market validated already so you know those that are aware familiar with the platform experienced our facebook ads like clicked in and bought in so we knew that like the market was interested in seeing this product come to market Mm-hmm. And then was when Shark Tank, um, you know, emailed us to see if we were interested because, you know, we were achieving some level of success um, through social media. So I think that's how we got and we garnered their attention. Um, so then, like, just the fact that a producer who's seen thousands of pitches, you know, and the fact that we didn't have to um, apply because uh, honestly, we thought we were too premature because at that point we didn't have like tens of thousand dollars in sales. Mm-hmm. And we knew I'm a huge Shark Tank fan. I knew if I would go on that show, I would just get fried. And I wasn't, I didn't want to get embarrassed in, on national television. <laughs> 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 you know, like my mom's watching. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> you know? so so they, come over. <laughs> they ended up reaching out to you. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Wow. That's wild. So like, what, what was your following at the time? And like, small dude, small following. Yeah. We were just putting out ads um, here and there. I mean, yeah. I mean we were, how are you guys, you guys running your ads on social media? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. So at that point, you know, we were heavily invested in our pre-launch phase. So that was just letting everyone know who was on Facebook, who fed our demo, you know, to opt in to when this, um, when our, I guess, campaign goes live, share it, um, to back us if you could. 
And, you know, through that, we generated about 300 sales. And then we were now in nine countries, which was like completely by our surprise. You know, we didn't expect to have that. I mean, I understood the platform has international reach, but I, you know, it was always comforting to see that your product can, you know, expand its territory into other markets. So knowing that, like, you know, we did 35,000 sales in a rather short amount of time. Um, you know, we, we didn't really spend too much money to do it. Um, and that, you know, the market had spoken that this was a product they want to see come to market. So, you know, that, that was really encouraging. And, you know, our, again, to, to your question, like our following wasn't big, man. Like probably had 5,000 followers on Instagram at the time, maybe. So you're just like, consistent with the ads? Yeah, consistent with the ads, like, you know, just trying. Were you guys, making your, own, were you guys making your own creative assets in those ads? Like yeah. Now it's Ryan. Yeah, so everything is in-house. We, we create everything in-house. A lot of the photography um, was in-house before. Now we're starting to bring on, you know, new talent and stuff. But, yeah, you know, just, just grabbing pictures and just, you know, with my graphic design skills that I learned. And you guys, you guys taught yourself how to run the ads and stuff like that? At the no, well, we brought in a friend of ours. Um, well, we 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 partnered with an agency to help us with Kickstarter, yeah. and then we leveraged that success, and then we brought in a friend of ours to help us run the back end ads. Now, like, because we didn't have any money, man. Like, yeah. all that money was like going coming in one one hand and then going out the other. Whether it was like cost of goods or whether it was warehousing or storage, mm-hmm. um, shipping, like all that takes. You know, you got to spend money to make money, so. We were never sitting on, on a lot of cash at any, at any one time. You know, now our fortunes have changed for the better, thankfully, and now we're able to onboard a new agency. Um, so we'll be a lot more outspoken. Um, do you mind me? Do you mind me asking what agency you guys work with? I, I work for uh, uh, an agency. That's why. Curious. Yeah. Uh, well, it's it's out of there. Uh, you don't have to tell me if you want. Maybe another time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he's I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, we just started up. We we're giving yeah. it a try. It's called Startup Slang. I don't know if you heard yeah. of them. Or... Yeah, I work for uh, the Sasha Group, uh, yeah. one, of, one of Gary Vee's uh, agencies. We work with like small to medium-sized businesses, startups. and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, were, we actually met with AJ last September. AJ, um, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we ran into him at a Jets training camp. Um, and he happened to be there, I think, representing a player, too. Yeah, um, I'm trying so, to. Uh, I'm trying to at some point, Mike, work my way over to the sports side of things. So I'm, yeah, you guys are growing. So, I've, been, yeah. uh, I've been in contact with AJ for a couple months now. But yeah, awesome. Yeah, he's he's a good guy. We we had a nice like hour meeting right on the cusp of the Shark Tank interest. I think we met him in September, where we were already kind of like in the process. Yeah, he's a uh, he's a really good dude. Yeah, yeah, and he, yeah, he, and you guys, yeah, that 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 media agency is is growing, and it's that's great mm-hmm. to see. Yeah. Well, I mean, I hope all, everything works out with them. But if they don't, try us out. Give us a yeah. Shot. <laughs> you got it. You got it. But yeah. Anyway, starting get back on track. Um, Who actually reached out to you directly? Yeah, that's what I was going to go back to the Shark Tank. So, the Shark Tank is a funny. So, I had actually. So I had actually attended a Microsoft e-commerce panel. Uh-huh. Right. So let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story. So. I don't really go out too much to network and market that often because like I have to be cognizant of my time and energy and how it's spent. Like if I'm not going to produce a yield then it's not going to be profitable for me, then I'm not really going to go out yeah. because you can't really associate with people that are still like in your internal work network because it's hard for you to level up in a lot of ways. So like being that this e-commerce panel was heavily advertised by Microsoft and Barbara wasn't be the moderator. I was like, you know what, this is probably a good use to my time. Like, let me just go out there. 
So I went out there with a size nine gray. Um, I was like early, which usually that's a rarity. So I was like, man, maybe this isn't like what I thought it was going to be. But, you know, Barbara ended up showing up and then they had like a pretty star-studded cast of, of e-commerce, um, you know, merchants um, and like brand representatives. So And the dude from Young and Reckless, Chris? Yeah. Chris Pfaff, Chris Pfaff, or the guy that started Young and Reckless was a speaker uh-huh. there. Yeah. 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 And um, a few other, yeah, a few other brands, Coco and Sunglass Company was there was over a year ago. So, you know, I'm there and Barbara's there. I have a pair in my hand. I wait for the, the panel, you know, to conclude. And then she hosts like um, a quick meet and greet. So, you know, this is my opportunity to, to meet with her. And she's from New York, you know, she's from Jersey. She went to school not too far from here. So I was like, okay, we have a lot in common. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to have to shoot my shot. So uh, there was a, a, you know, a, a decent sized line, took a picture with her at the time. Like I was going to the gym. She's like, Oh, you work out. And I was like, yeah, can you tell, you know? And then she takes my arm and then she puts her head like in my arm. Like I have her like in a headlock. Right. So you were, you were, you were about to hook up with Barbara Cochran. I was. <laughs> <laughs> if that's where the story goes, I'm going to be fired up right now. <laughs> like, you trying to come back? <laughs> my hotel's not too now. <laughs> um, that's funny as hell, though. But continue. Yeah, dude, she was, like, super, you know, super welcoming. Like, you know, so I wasn't nervous at all. I felt, like, super comfortable. Um, took a picture with her. Uh, you know, she had mentioned that her husband, um, you know, was a was sneaker fan or a shoe fan. So, I, you know, I, I gave her a pair. I was like, hey, listen, you know, Bill, I believe his name is. If Bill happens to be a size nine, like, you know, please don't, you know, give this pair to him from us. You know, we're a small company on New York. We love your support. And, um you know, she, yeah, that was it. I thought that was over, you know? And then two weeks later, like, you know, an email popped in to our inbox and was like, Hey, you know, we're, have you thought about Shark Tank at all? And we are like, what? It's like, yes, I've dreamed about this opportunity, but you know, we may be small. Like I didn't, I didn't know if we were fit the criteria, but like if Shark Tank knocks on your door, you're not going to not answer it. Yeah, that's so wild to me that you like you avidly watched the show and then like they reached out to you like that, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. And it gave us like such a vote of confidence. Yeah. You know, like, wow, okay, we had their attention. We didn't, you know, we didn't have to apply necessarily. But you know, they make it very clear that once you're there, like, it's it don't matter mm-hmm. how you got there. Right. Now yeah, you nothing's gotta, guaranteed. Nothing's yeah. guaranteed. Yeah, you got to perform and that's so, it. You don't like. <laughs> so what like. Take me through the process of, like, when you get there, like, the day you guys were supposed to go on. Yeah, where you, like, shitting your pants. Yeah, like, I'd be, like, <laughs> you know you're going to be on TV. It's going to be recorded. Like, you're going to, like, in front of all, like, the famous sharks. Like, I mean, I'd be, like. I'd be puking sweating, in the bathroom. Sweating before. bullets. Taking shots or something. <laughs> and vodka. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't, we didn't sleep, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> nervous, but, um, you know, and excited. Um, but I think we practiced the pitch so much, so many times. Yeah. Like, up until the point, like in, up until like the doors open, we were practicing yeah. with each other, you know? It's like quiet. Yeah, so well Jay-Z's rule. He said, like, mm-hmm. if you say something 18 times, it gets ingrained in your brain and you'll never forget. So like uh there's a few 18 times we said it, but yeah. Yeah. we did that right before we went on. And uh yeah, we went out there and just you know, being able to to do the pitch right was like the you know, the most nerve-wracking part. The questions was fine because we felt like, you know, we had the answers, so we just you know, we could feel the questions, but getting the pitch down and not screwing that up was like the most nerve wracking part. Of it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then, I mean, like when they open that door though, and you walk out, like, were you like, yeah. holy fuck, like I'm, yeah, they tell, they tell you, 
Yeah, they tell you before, they're like, all right, we're going to count to three, and those doors open, you guys can't, you guys got to walk. You can't stand there, nothing. So oh, behind those doors, are like, three, two. Like, oh, what happens God. if you don't walk? Does someone just come lay you out or something? Like, what happened? <laughs> yeah, right? You're like, all right, close the door, get him out of here. You don't want to find out, right? You're just like, fuck, I'm going in. Like, yeah, I'm like, I'm going to walk. Yeah, so we get up there, and we have to, you know, do the pitch. And it was, it was nerve-wracking, but luckily we, we nailed it, and uh, yeah. it, was, it, was, it went well. I think we, there was, like, a greater sense of calm because we were overprepared. Like, we knew that the pitch was down, so we didn't have to really worry about that too much. We knew our backstory. We knew our numbers. But most importantly, we were confident in evaluation. Like, there's so many companies that make the wrong – this is critical to the entire pitch. If your evaluation is, like, overly optimistic or too conservative, your pitch is already done before you even said a word. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the first thing that you say is what you're here for. Like – you're here for amount of money in exchange for what? That's the first two lines that come out of your mouth. So if it's not something that's appealing to them or they want to hear, they're like tuning you out. They don't need your business. Yeah. Like you have their attention. This is the opportunity that like now you close it or you build a momentum so that they are in tuned and really interested in what you have to say. Because yeah. that's it. You only have five seconds. Yeah, it's almost like, like from what I can relate to, is like an advertisement. You have three seconds to grab someone's attention when they're scrolling through on their screens. Literally three seconds. It happens that fast, sometimes even sooner. You, you have to grab someone's attention right away off the bat. Yeah, so. and that's exactly the same layout on, like on, on television. In, yeah. front of those, in front of those sharks, they're, you know, they're not there. They don't need you to be successful. Mm-hmm. So you know, they want to invest in you and your backstory. They want to make sure that you're a realist. Did they did they edit anything out of like from what you guys or from what was on TV or no? Like everything that was on there happened. Yeah, there was a no. There was a there was a longer through, like, questions, but you know they have to consolidate it for TV, so right. broke it down. But you know they took good parts. Yeah, we were really like impressed or I guess taken by surprise the amount of sharks that came on stage with us. Yeah, you know we were anticipating maybe just Rob because Rob's always very energetic and. Uh, you know, open to trying new concepts and diving into a dunk tank or doing something crazy. So we were betting that he was going to come up, but we really didn't like anticipate the entire panel almost come up. Like, Mm -hmm. so to have that experience, like with Mark and Mr. Wonderful and Rob there and we're like shoulder to shoulder with them, it was like almost surreal, you know, I had to like control myself. Like, well, I can't believe this is really happening. You know, like we're this close with the, the amount of success in this room alone, Never mind, like, a foot away from me is just overwhelming did you guys have a chance to talk with them one-on-one at all like at before or after like no no, no they're they're totally unaware yeah. of of you your brand your pitch um they're they're pretty much kept in complete darkness until you roll out there mm-hmm, but yeah. you know like to the earlier point like in terms of nerves like the pr- the production team like they're so world class Mm-hmm. that we had i was like we shared the same um you know sense of comfort just because like they were super encouraging uh you know everybody is there to see you succeed it's not overly competitive um you know other brands are there and we're, we're you know we're just talking about business and challenges and just like making friends like we we're still in touch with some of the brands that we met during our, our shooting so it's like it's really great and again they they project so much confidence in us that we thought like we couldn't fail which is a weird way to look at it but you know it was just we, we knew we had a really great product you know we felt encouraged that like they want to see us win we wanted to win we knew that you know we were hopefully we we're going to show america something really different which I, I thought we did um but you know they make it very clear nothing's just, nothing's guaranteed so 
you know, it was just like performing and then praying. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask that. How many brands were there and did you have to watch them either fail or succeed? Um, yeah. And like, how did you guys feel if someone failed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where you guys like, oh shit, like <laughs> yeah. it makes it so much more pressured. Yeah, they do a good job by not um by not scheduling a lot of brands that directly compete with each other. Okay. Like there wasn't a footwear brand there, so it felt like we were threatened. Okay. So, you know, everyone was kind of in their own unique industry. So like we would always That's good. So they have a heart. <laughs> yeah, they do, for sure. So when we were there, it was like really positive for the most yeah. part. Um but I guess you can talk about yeah, no, I mean, yeah, you said it. It wasn't, wasn't too competitive. It was a good atmosphere. And... Yeah, and, you know, it, it's like, like, if you felt like, if you felt you were in a better position to lay a potential investment, like, you would secretly, like, judge, like, I don't know, that, per- that, that brand, I don't know if they're going to really make it. <laughs> <laughs> you hope, obviously, everyone's, like, super positive and you want to see everybody get a deal. But, like, if you're a realist, you're like, yeah, I don't know about that company. Yeah. <laughs> you're not, you don't really you even get to watch anybody else or no one really watches okay. you. I think I'd be shitting my pants too much to be worried about anyone else. Like, I'd be yeah. just going yeah. on TV, you know what I mean? Like, that's wild. So, and then obviously, like, what was it like for your family and everything and, like, seeing yourself on TV after? Oh, man. It was, not, it was, it was almost like I always tell Eric, like, the first time I saw it, I had to rewatch it because it wasn't even like, I don't know where my yeah. mind was. Like, I, I guess I was trying to like, you know, get the whole IG live going making sure everything was going. But like, yeah. well, like how, how much exposure did you guys get after that? And like, how, how, how many people reached out to you? That was great. I mean, the exposure came in with the sales, you know, everyone rushed to the website and started buying yeah. the product. So I was like, you know, that was, I guess, all the exposure that we were looking for, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's some of the best publicity you could get. Yeah. National TV yeah. and Star Trek. Easily, easily. Yeah. And it was just, no, up to we didn't. I really anticipate like the av- the avalanche, tornado, earthquake, tsunami that that caused. Yeah, we were prepared to like you know bend bend down the hatches and get ready, but like there was nothing that can prepare you for the for, thousands of emails. Yeah, for people that you know watch Shark Tank, and, like, the purchasing and like you know, customer customer inquiries. Yeah, like, it was just uh, it was. The biggest catalyst a business could ever experience. It's like, truly a life changer for sure. When they say it on the show, it really is. It really, is, yeah. And it, it's something that you know, seeing us on television. We so like back when we were like kids, we actually were on television for the first time on a show called Inside Edition. <laughs> I think I've heard of the show. Yeah. yeah. So like they had this segment on like child, well, like abducting kids. <laughs> and uh, wait, what? Yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah. So, so they were like fake abducting kids, you know, like see like, what kids would go. So like, you know, as like uh, to teach other kids, you know, like what not to do. And you guys, and you guys got pranked. You guys thought you were getting abducted? Yeah, no, yeah. We, we got abducted. Yeah, we got, yeah, we definitely got abducted. <laughs> <laughs> we walked right outside of them. So this happened in Mill Creek Mall in Sea Caucus. Uh-huh. No longer Mill Creek Mall, but there used to be a mall there. And um, like this grandfather would approach, well, he approached my parents first. Asked if it was okay, yeah. permission to film us. My mom was like, "Yeah, you can film, but they'll never go with you." And <laughs> well, well, she was wrong. So you know, like, but to my point, though, let me just say one thing. Wait, how, how, how old are you guys? How old are you guys? We're young. We're yeah, young. I, was real, like, I was real young. He was like, you know, maybe seven. You're probably like five. Yeah, whatever. So, it's really your fault. I mean, you're the <laughs> one. <laughs> but but the grandpa bribed me with a fifty dollar bill. 
Yeah. That's what changed my mind. He's a shark. I was like, listen, what what do you need to do? For 50 bucks? I mean, yo, when you're that young, $50 is going to last you a long time. You know what I mean? And I'm in the mall with KB Toys, like across the hall from me. I'm like, what? What can I buy? Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, he would come up to you and ask you that he lost his dog happy. And like <laughs> he showed you a picture of it and everything. He's like, can you just help me find him? Just like he, I lost him in the parking lot. Come out to the parking lot. Yeah. He's like, look with us. We're like, no, no, no. This is good for the, all the young kids watching, right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you have. Yeah, he told Eric, "I got fifty bucks if you come." Eric's like, "What? Happy? Happy? Yeah, where's this happy at? Yo!" <laughs> you know? So you know, we went outside, and then as soon as we got outside, the camera crews like came on. We're like, "Oh, my parents were like, what are you thinking?" You know, no, no, no. Yeah, that, was, <laughs> that is that so funny. So I mean, even when you got outside, you still had no idea what was going on. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, no, at least it happens to you guys when you're young. It happens to Booty Alex. He's 24 years old. I mean, like, you make it the I won't go out in AC. He's gone. I can't find him the next day. So I hop in a van. I'm out. <laughs> I think it's Uber. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. So that was like our first experience, and that like, that was like a taste of like uh, of it, I guess, because like our family kept talking about it. Like we had gotten a lot of phone calls that day. I remember like the phone ringing nonstop because there was no social media at the time. Yeah, so like we just came on television out of nowhere, and our family's like, "What? Like you guys are." Again, our first taste of, you know, national television. Yeah, taste. unfortunate taste. That is um, so funny. But then, like, seeing us on Shark Tank was cool. But again, like, to Ryan's point, that was kind of a blur only because so much was happening. We were the first show, we were the first brand to, to be, um, to appear on the show. Yeah, so it wasn't even ready. Like, so, like, it caught us by surprise. We weren't expecting to be the first brand. Oh, you didn't know? Like, they didn't tell you which, what, like, you were going to be on, which... Uh, uh, we didn't know. So, uh, we, too, we, we, you know, we were all ready like popcorn like trying to enjoy it and then like i see our faces we're like oh like oh shit like we're the first brand so <laughs> didn't know how you know how that was gonna go or how was gonna cut because we had no sneak preview or anything so you know once like our segment cut to commercial we saw like a spike you know in sales and people were, or were navigating the website and hitting us like through dms and emails we're like okay this is like you know becoming something and then once we landed uh the deal with damon when it cut to back from commercial break, complete explosion. Wow, jeez. And there was only a handful of people, so like we relied on family members and friends and girlfriends to like help us because it was just was becoming too much of a situation for us to contain. And it was, so and, and it was just you guys, right? Like, you didn't have really anyone else with you. Oh man, we're That's we're well. still a rather like really small niche business, you know. Like yeah, we're growing in, in a few areas, but you know the manpower behind it is is very small and minimal. So. Has, um, has COVID uh, affected you guys in a, like a real bad way at all or no? No, no. Um, you know, we, we had to overcome a lot of um, constraints. So, you know, we had to wait for our international manufacturing to reopen and, um, you know, realign our supply chain because factories are closed. Um, you know, we had to look into air freighting um, footwear here to, to figure out what the pricing strategy was because that exploded overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, ocean freight, you know, is, is becoming rather expensive now that the economy is reopening. Um, you know, Trump's tariff, you know, doesn't help. So we're taxed an extra percentage um, at import. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, really our timelines took the hit. Our, time, yeah. our timelines got pushed back because of it. But, you know, luckily, I mean, that was the worst of it. Um, you know, we, we're, we're yeah. good. Everybody, everybody that we work with is good. And, uh, you know, because we were such a small company, it's not like we had to, like, you know, worry about paying anybody. It was just pretty much ourselves. So, 
luckily, you know, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, well, production was kind of a challenge, too, because photographers didn't want to come out, mm -hmm. models didn't want to come out, so we had to postpone photo shoots, postpone video shoots, just because people are still really uneasy, which, you know, we completely understood. Like, I was willing to risk my, I've been willing to risk my life for this since the beginning, so, like, I don't care. Mm -hmm. If I need to get something done, we were going to go out and do it ourselves. But, mm -hmm. you know, the the COVID affects everybody very differently. So we you know, appreciate the fact that people felt unsafe and we weren't applying any pressure. We just would have to like, you know, be really creative. So I would model some stuff, but just chop off like the head. So you don't, you don't know it's us because at some point you have to outgrow, you know, that position where, you know, you're kind of the face of the brand. It's more important about building a sense of community. Mm -hmm. So, um, so when you, when you guys blew up, did you have enough shoes to sell? Cause we talked to um, Brady Silverwood you, you remember the the red bathing suit that went viral? Uh, like all the all the girls are like posting like a picture on Instagram. Yeah, it was like a couple summers ago, they they said yeah. like if you repost this on your story, you'll get a free bathing suit. He woke up the next day, two hundred thousand reposts. Yeah, shared it on their story. He, he didn't have enough. He had like he's like bro, I had like two hundred. I had yeah. to send two hundred thousand now. Yeah. He's like, what the fuck? Like, how am I supposed to do that? But because yeah. of that, they blew up, and eventually they got everyone the bathing suit. Yeah. Or so he said. I, I still know some girls that never got the bathing suit, but <laughs> I don't want to tell them that. But yeah. no, we were. I mean, we were yeah, able. I didn't get it. <laughs> I need my bathing suit. Yeah, right. <laughs> I did for shits and giggles. <laughs> well, we definitely like fell a little short of being able to supply the inventory, but a lot of it we did have stateside. Thankfully, just you know, we we were fairly silent in 2019. I mean, we we tried our best to generate revenue, generate sales, but, you know, you have to really have the ad spend to, to garner the attention. So thankfully we were seeing enough inventory to fulfill a majority of demand. But, you know, like when you, when you get thousands of orders overnight, essentially, while like the, the global pandemic is at its height and factories are closed, freight liners are closed, like our warehouse is closed, you know? So we had to go in a week later um, because they had, they were short staffed. They had let people go, so we had to go in there every day for two weeks and pack, pack our own chip. Do you guys, do you guys uh, strictly use like paid advertising, like uh, paid media, or do you guys do any other other forms of media, like just social media? Yeah, just social media and earned media. So like anything in footwear news, um, Ink Magazine, mm -hmm. uh, Source Journal. What do you What do you guys use for your website? Because we're kind of like in the middle of that, trying to figure that out. Shopify. Shopify. Yeah, it's a lot of people been recommending. Yeah, and then you download uh, this app called Shogun Builder. So, I mean, Ryan can probably speak in that for detail, but Ryan utilizes Shogun to like, yes. see. So far, so far, Shopify for an e-commerce store has been a blessing uh, just because of how easy it is to use. Um, but for the design aspect of the build-out, you're going to want to download this app called Shogun on, on, uh, on Shopify's platform. And that just, it makes it almost like a drag-and-drop type of website builder, mm -hmm. you know, like a Wix or a Squarespace, you know? Yeah. It's, so, I mean, it's still, you still have to have a discipline, like an eye to build a, a really nice website. like Aesthetically pleasing website, yeah. Yeah, you know, like, I've seen some shitty ones before, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely understating, like, how the level of difficulty it is. A, a good graphic designer will be able to <laughs> yeah, you, You'll tell us, we'll give it a shot tomorrow. We'll have the fucking, like, the domain. Like, it's not that easy. <laughs> it's, it's a lot easier than, like, you know, get hiring a developer and, you know, going through Yeah, that. Yeah, and then once you guys, like, continue to mature and stuff in terms of, like, your business, uh, you can then hire someone to code it. So that it's like really quick uploads. You don't have to worry about like the nuance of dragging and dropping. Everything's coded. Mm -hmm. um, it just you recommend like Fiverr for that. 
Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't know if I would trust someone on Fiverr for that. And they have an agency that, that does that. Like, the ones we had that someone on Fiverr do our logo. Yeah. But that's about the furthest I trust anyone. <laughs> you know, nice, I was man. impressed with the logo. Yeah. It's pretty good. Man. Yeah. Ryan's a, a, a critique in terms of logo. So. <laughs> did you make did you edit with the shoes behind the uh yeah that was it? fucking sick yeah, yeah. <laughs> he texted me he's like i was he's like, like how the hell did he do this i'm like you gotta ask him i don't know <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you thank you yeah it's, it's this guy man Photo, yeah. photoshop is a lot when, of, we yeah. po- when we post your guys episode that'll be the cover of the yeah, yeah. yeah. so but, i did it there you go perfect mm-hmm. um, yeah, just, my years of just you know experience in graphic design yeah. and just getting better and better as i go but you, you know i thought he made it i was like what the hell like <laughs> you know you know you know you know what i regret growing up is like in high school i took like a graphic design class in college i took like uh like film editing classes and stuff like that because communication but i took it as like an elective and I like never really like paid attention the way I should have. And now I'm like, damn, I yeah. really wish. I'll see some stuff. I'm like, I'm starting to teach, trying to reteach myself on like Premiere. I'm like, yeah. damn, like I really should have paid more attention like to what I was doing because I remember doing some of this stuff. But I don't remember how to do it. I used to judge like communications majors like, ah, that shit's easy. Like, come on, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's important though. Every year, like, man. yeah, you should be like refining your skill set every year. Like, you shouldn't be the same person you were like this time last year. Yeah. You should, like, no new skill. You should have like. I don't know, just be more knowledgeable, like in whatever area that like you bring to the company, like how have you gotten better over the course of the year? You know, like you, you shouldn't be the same person because this is a, a highly competitive business is highly competitive. Mm-hmm. So if you're not leveling up and you're staying the same, you're complacent, like you're not really helping anybody, mm-hmm. you know, like you got to bring better perspectives or experience different things or experiment. So like, you know, you can go into a conversation situation, just know more mm-hmm. just because like the learning curve can be like really harsh. It's it's not nice to anybody. Yeah. How Especially is, the background. Yeah. What so for you guys moving forward, like have you guys talked about like partnerships with anyone, like having like a like a maybe like a spokesperson or you know, someone with like a, a personal brand to, to wear your um your shoes? Like what is it what's next for you guys as far as marketing and next for you guys like next steps? Yeah, so yeah, right now the next thing is getting on uh, the digital ad advertising space a little a lot heavier. Right now we haven't really done too much um, paid ads, like we have a little bit, but we've never had someone in the driver's seat of actually digitally marketing our business. So now that we're joining, you know, startup slang, we're hoping that we see that that return um, just by getting our product in front of people's eyes because that's the only way it's going to get you know see we're getting more customers but besides that definitely you know looking at um you know growing our ambassador base you know sending pairs out to to you know uh, key influencers, influencers and stuff yeah. like that but you know we're not we're not so focused on that we're more focused on um getting the ads in front of people that would really appreciate and need this type of shoe and then once they do buy the shoe making them the real influencer and you know getting their feedback and just trying to build that community of you know getting their thoughts and so the next way the next version will be better and you know just keep getting better yeah there's there's one particular partnership that that you know we're currently negotiating through you can't say who just yet but um you know this this partnership is certainly gonna um bring bring along a lot of notoriety for us and really expand like our product base and our market base which is we're really excited about um, and in terms of like brand ambassadors, you know, we, we certainly want to partner, but you know, I think right now our focus is more uh, on mental health. Um, we feel like a lot of, um, you know, the older generation aren't familiar with the resources and tools that are accessible out there, like Talkspace and, um, 
just these like mental health apps, Calm app that like really can make a difference in everyday life. And if someone needs to seek professional therapy, um, it's important that they know that these resources and outlets are available. Um, so, you know, we're concentrating on figuring out best ways to partner with, um, you know, this kind of service because, you know, mental health is, is critical and it's conversation that's ever more present every year. And I don't see it going anywhere for a long time. So we want to make sure we're on the forefront mm-hmm. and, you know, helping our customers feel better every, every, through every way, whether it's through footwear or it's through, you know, mental health, um, you know, just trying to do what we can as, as well as donating pairs. So we have this campaign um, called the first responder. So we'll be donating over 500 pairs um, to hospitals um, and first responders, like free of charge. Yes. Awesome. We have those outreach initiatives. We're partnering with brands like Eric was talking about and um, partnering with influencers. And then also, like, like I said, the, the digital marketing. Right. Do you guys, and as far as right now, you're just all like strictly e-commerce, right? Like, are you trying to eventually maybe get onto shelves and like retail, like, like brick and mortar? Yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're definitely trying to stay e-commerce for now. Um, we did, you know, but we're open to experimenting. We, we experimented a little bit last year with a, uh, a store in the mall called the gathering shops. Mm-hmm. Anybody's listening, anybody look that has some, some goods that uh, there's a store in the mall called the gathering shops. And what that is, is, almost like a, a, a co-working space where anyone can come and kind of rent out a little area in the store and sell their, sell their goods. So it's like a store full of just like, you know, new upcoming brands. So we got in there, we have our little section um, and, you know, we were able to sell some shoes in the mall, and, you know, so that, that, that was helpful. And we're always open to, to doing that further, but we definitely want to stay majority e-commerce because of the margins. Yeah. And we're feeling, we're feeling a few interests from a different, a few different retailers across the country. We just have to make sure that, situation location you know really reflects our customer base we don't want to be overextending ourselves where we don't have like a situation there but california seems like that's going to be the most logical area for us so you know if anyone's listening any retailers that are interested in carrying our product you know we'll be happy to have a conversation yeah no yeah we uh i uh, yeah i definitely think that's smart with the sticking e-commerce for a little bit longer but well until everything kind of settles down but yeah, definitely, definitely. yeah it's, we've only been <clears throat> just over a year in business you know, it's virtual owner guy at this point. We don't, you know, we love a licensing opportunity, you know, whether that's like a professional or it's with Disney or, you know, because our product really caters to licensing because it's a blank canvas, essentially. You can sublimate a logo on the front of it and it would blend in really nicely. And we would just need to complement the colors with our colorways, which is super easy to do. Do you guys do custom, like... Shoes like that too. I saw. I saw on your page. You guys had like the Kobe one. Like I don't know if that was real or not. Or is yeah, that- it was all graphic design. Yeah, it's this guy again. Photoshop Ninja. Yeah, but <laughs> we're looking. We definitely want to do like little capsule collections like that eventually. We just have to get the right partnerships. Yeah, yeah. I don't know awesome. if you guys um said this already, but like, who are you guys targeting? Do you have like kid size shoes? Is or what is the size range for the shoe? Yeah. Well, we went to market with nine through thirteen, exclusively men. Okay. Um, but now, but you know, with the aspirations of always expanding the size range to offer smaller sizes and women. So now we're finally in position to open molds, which we have. Um, we're going to be offering sizing from a woman's six. Oh, I'm sorry, a woman's four, which is a men's six. A men's four. Uh, men's four, six. which is women's six. <laughs> so these women got some big feet out here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we're going all, we start all the way up at 13. We're going all the way down to a size four in men. And a men's uh, a men's four is a woman's size six. So. Okay. Yeah. And can you guys work out in these shoes or no? So you, you can work out in slipper. Um, you can work out in them. It's just you know. Is it like, like durable or is it more of like a relaxing type shoe? 
No, it's 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 made from the same materials as a sneaker is, uh, like a running sneaker, EVA foam materials on the bottom. So um, yeah, you can definitely work out of them. We just don't recommend like doing any quick movements because they they're liable to pop off if if you're you know. I feel like this would be like a great physical therapy show. Yeah, yeah, yeah like therapy spots. Yeah, mm-hmm. good. Or with yeah. like the elderly. Yeah, and anything that has mats, you know, you have to get on the mat for anything like yeah. yoga or whatever, you know. So it's good stuff, stuff like that for sure. That's awesome. And with your sports background too, work on the Giants, you can reach out to them and. Please. <laughs> I would love nothing more. You know, at least a player. Give me a player, James Brandberg, if you're listening. <laughs> Welcome to New York. Have you guys reached out to any athletes? No, I mean we have a few um, a few network affiliates, uh, you know, that are agents, and you know we're trying. They're trying to negotiate a few different things, but no sports really isn't our, our primary focus, just because. Right. Yeah, I was just curious. Athlete expired, you know, footwear accessory. We're more of like the athleisure, mm-hmm. so you know we're not really too focused on sports. Although we would love, you know, for someone to to become a brand ambassador at some point. Mm-hmm. I think you know our efforts and energy are better focused, like helping our customers. Yeah, we, we've had players wearing them, like, you know, a couple of NFL guys, NBA guys wear them, but it's just we don't pay any of them to to market the brand for us or, you know, yeah. ambassadors of the brand just yet. Right. Makes sense. And I got one question we probably should ask this in the beginning, but where did the name of the uh, the company come from? I'm going to find the name. Um, yeah, it was just, I was just thinking of anything that, you know, sounded good, something short, something memorable. Um Two syllables. Two syllables. And I thought, you know, it really stems from uh, the fact that it helps you move easy. So when I did move easy and I like the way I spelled it, moving and easy, I was like, oh, moves. And no one, I'm, I was thinking that no one has this type of spelling like on moves, you know? Yeah. Remember the day you told me, you're like, I think I got it. We're going to call it moves. <laughs> I was like, moves. Okay. <laughs> it's called moves. That's it. Yeah. Sold. The uh, and how like is that the like the trademarking and the copyright of like a name and stuff can be a pain in the ass like patenting a name, right? Yeah, it is. yeah, it's um you know it's it's not bad if you have a good attorney, man. You know, again, we were fortunate. I I don't even know where I found my attorney. Um, they were based out in Michigan. They were great. You know, like there was a little bit of back and forth, just figuring out like what exists and what can cause a conflict in terms of being granted. Um, but it wasn't too much. Like we were able to secure uh, the move to the trademark like within a year and then our slogan 3am belongs to creators is also trademarked as well and did did it do you got the, you guys got the name approved the first time through because if i heard if it gets rejected then it's a pain in the ass because then you gotta wait a couple it more yeah it is it is we, it was approved the first time through both of them were uh, um yeah, awesome. like the dot com was being cyber squatted for a while mm-hmm. uh you know the guy wanted like five thousand dollars for, for a dot com we we're like Oof. First of all, we don't have that kind of money. <laughs> Two, like, we don't need a dot com. So we're dot co. Yeah, we yeah. left the M out of it. The M costs 5000 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but fortunately enough, like I worked with GoDaddy about a year ago. Um, we set up, you know, like an auto buy once it became, you know, available. And like as of last week, you know, we we were granted permission and now we're dot com. So, yeah, we, we still, but you know, the dot com redirects the dot co. Um, gotcha. But you know, I think we're so attached to dot co. Hey, so you paid five grand, you still got the end at the end now. Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> yeah, we were super fortunate to get that, man, because yeah. I think that made a difference in the beginning, but now we've become so attached to dot co that, you know, I don't really see us pivoting too much from away from it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I only know about the naming stuff because I was, I, there was a business idea 
a buddy of mine we were going to go through. We were yeah. talking to the lawyer, and I was supposed to go out and meet him in Cali in March. Okay. And all this shit happened, and sure. it ended up falling through. So now we got to go next year. But yeah. he, he was the one telling us how the process behind it is just such a pain in the ass. Yeah. Well, if you want, if you want a recommendation, I can send it to you through offline. Yeah, um, that'd be awesome. Introduction to see if there's, because like, they were great. Like our corporate, our corporate attorney is great. Um, you know, I think the two key areas in business that you need is a great lawyer and a great accountant. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have both of those. So, like, we're certainly positioned to need to grow on like the fundamentals because if you don't have that, it's gonna be really difficult for you to scale if you don't have like the core values in place. So. Mm-hmm. The fact that we do have, you know, a strong this platform, you know, uh, we just build like a really great business on top of that. And you don't have to worry about, you know, going back and ripping up cement. Like it's solid. Yeah, we got a good foundation there. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, Love what awesome. you guys are doing. Yeah, same. Uh, logo's great. Yeah, everything's, every, every, everything's appealing. Yeah. The name, everything. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, man. Thank That's you. good. You know, I think, I think again, we just want like want to, you know, try to communicate to those that are listening. Like, if you have a dream, man, just pursue it, bro. It's possible. Like, sure. you have there is like, first of all, if you put things in perspective. Like the fact that like, if you're American, that you're American, like being here, being born here, like is the greatest blessing of all because this could not have been done any other way, like yeah. any any other place. Yeah. Like the fact that you're here, make the most of it. Like, you know, our like we do a lot of this shit for our family. You know, my, my parents are super, our, our parents are super proud of us. Like our family's super proud of us. Like that motivates us every day to like get up and, and work when we don't want to, or like long into the night when we don't want to work. Like, you know, if you have a few dollars and you're in a good position, you haven't made some like poor life choices and you can invest in yourself, like do it. Take a shot. Do it. It's, it's possible. Like, like you were saying before, Fiverr, you can go get a, a logo done on Fiverr. You can go get a, Smart. you go on Wix, get a website, you know, you, you make a couple of t-shirts. From the screen printer, like it's it's possible, but you Ron, I got a I got a question for you. What's up? You ever go back and tell that teacher? <laughs> <laughs> you were like, I would have came, I would have came out there I was on Shark Tank. I was like, yo, go fuck yourself. I'm gonna have a free pair of shoes, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when I was in when I was in uh, you know after the news of Shark Tank was coming around, I was I, I, I contacted NGIT just to get some press on it, and um, the, the teacher that I did like that I really respected, you know, he was real helpful. He's like, yeah, let me get you on this. But he's like. Like really, I'm the only one left since your since your class. So I knew that that guy was already gone. But I was I was yeah, curious. I was gonna ask him. Gonna... No man. <laughs> After we're all fair, let's get his name on on LinkedIn. Yeah, we'll funny. find him for you. And we'll reach out to him for you. <laughs> you gotta stick it to him. Like, let him know. Like yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, leveraging LinkedIn too, man. Like that that that. That's, that's how we get most of our guests. Yeah, big dude. Like people that don't leverage a free platform crazy bro like i have i mean i have shame but like i got to a point where i did not care i was impervious to like being said no to or rejection being yeah. ignored like i do not care it does not affect me in any way yeah. dude we've told we told this this story like pretty much every episode but like, yeah. the way we the way we started was because on linkedin like I, I was reading one of gary's books and like i had met with him and then i was like you know what like let me like let me just try this because one of the chapters is about linkedin like how it was new and like I just, all this reach and all these people you could get in contact with. I'm like, you know, what, let me, t- I used to be in sales. I hated my job, quit. So let me type up a cold pitch, type up a cold pitch, send it to like, I don't know, like 20 people, like athletes, politicians, whatever. And then they got back to me and like Devin Hester, Devin like Hester, got yeah. back to me. I came down to his room. I was like, say, bro, like, 
I just got an email from Devin Hester, like that he was down to come on our podcast, and he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. "Well, we should probably think of like a podcast name and a podcast to, like, <laughs> yeah. to, to give him because I had nothing. I was just it was just an idea, like I was trying out, and that's how it started. And then like eventually led to more, and then I moved. We moved over to like Instagram DMs. I would DM like hundreds of people at a time, and like even yeah. if like one or two get back to you, it's still one or two. You know, like it takes hundreds, but like you'll get the response eventually. And that's how we got like most of our people's DMs and then LinkedIn was huge. And you're talking about like growth in a year. Where do you guys see yourselves? Dude, it's been like three, four months. We look at our first episode is fucking trash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you see the growth in just like a few months. Just a like, few months, yeah. And then I got, I've connected with guys like, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Premium Pete. He talks to like a lot of like, podcasts for like 10 years, talks to like a lot of rappers and he's had like Gary on and like a bunch of other people. But his biggest thing was like, dude, like I talked to him on the phone for about an hour and he was just like, bro, like literally like a lot of people think it's going to happen overnight. It's like this, everything's a process, like stick with it for like, it took me 10 years and now I'm finally getting exposure with my podcast. I, he's like, I was, I was one of the grandfathers like in the game. Like I was one of the original podcasts and now I'm getting exposure. It's like, stick with it. Like he's like, and you'll find your niche with it or like, you'll find like whatever, whatever your role is going to be with it or whatever it's going to do for you. He's like, just stick with it and stay consistent. And, 100%. Consistency yeah. breeds success, bro. This yeah. is all I did for like two or three years, man. It's yeah. like, lived it dreamed it ate it slept it drove my girlfriend crazy it's uh, now it's like now it's heightened yeah now like i was here now i'm here all i want to talk about is work yeah well it's like you're, it's like a drug right like you're so into it now if you love doing yeah, it just fucking do it and there's like a high-end level of accountability because i don't have to answer anybody so like that's a beauty of like it's very liberating at the same time like i know that if i don't get stuff done it's ultimately my fault mm-hmm. like I, I had to juggle a bunch of spinning plates at the same time which is okay. I don't, I don't mind the work. I like to work. But the fact is like in two or three years, I probably won't have to work this hard. I can yeah. take it easy and slow down a bit where like other people are now like. It comes on to expanding the team and you guys, you know. Yeah. You know, like, like, has it backwards. Like the older you get, the more responsibility you have and the harder you work and the more hours you work. Like I'm trying to reverse that. I'm trying to work less. I, I Hopefully, ideally, like that's, you know, I think everyone's, you know, MO is just to work less and like, you know, enjoy life as much as you can rather than like working for somebody and being on the clock and having to punch in and punch out. Like mm-hmm. that was never really appealing to me. Mm-hmm. And now like we invested in ourselves. Like, took a shot. The best investment you can do. Like we did it together. I think, you know, that's super rare to have like, you guys are sure closest, close friends. Like we're brothers like that. That shit doesn't really exist in the real world, mm-hmm. like, you know? And hopefully like, our conversations will inspire someone else to have a conversation about like, you know, haven't, why haven't we started a podcast? Why haven't we like built a, a footwear company? Like, you know, that's, it, it, it could be done. Some, sold some t-shirts, sold something, you know, yeah. just, whatever you were thinking about. Just Yeah. We, uh, we actually have a bunch of t-shirts trying to get rid of. They're just stacked around our living room. So we'll definitely send you guys a couple. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll rock them. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we literally like, we ordered like a bunch and we were doing a giveaway mm-hmm. and then COVID happened. And then we were like, damn, this shipping shit is pretty costly here. So uh, <laughs> we're just gonna give it when you see you guys. And then like, uh, <laughs> And now it's just been like anyone who comes over, it's like, I right, like take a shirt or two and like give them to yeah. them. Yeah. yeah, they put them on the new website. Yeah, that's the, that was the goal. I think we have a Shopify. We just haven't really done anything yeah. with it yet. But yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I don't really have too much advice for Shopify. You could probably speak to that. I mean, Shopify, it's just, a, it's just, a, you guys have seen it, the templates. It's mm-hmm. you know, pretty, it's pretty user friendly. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. And if you don't have a graphic designer, definitely try to bring one like, if you go on Fiverr, try to find like a, your vibe, your Fiverr hero. So that's like your go-to person whenever you need something because you don't want to go through having to find someone new and vet 
and have that conversation right. with the person that it doesn't it goes south and you waste it all the time. Efficiency when you're building is critical because it affects morale, man. Mm-hmm. It's it's psychology. It's psychology. You're just burning you're just burning your time and burning your energy. You're gonna feel like you're not really accomplishing much and it's gonna affect you negatively. But yeah. like if you figure out like a way to work efficiently, to have people, to have resources on call when you need them, then you could you can get a, a lot more stuff accomplished in a shorter amount of time than having to start from scratch every time. Yeah. You don't want to do that. You don't want to work smart and not necessarily as hard. You're gonna to have to work hard regardless. Yeah. But you know, you also want to work smart. You don't want to put too much energy into things that you can automate. Mm-hmm. You know? I agree. One it's last question. Um, any talks of a new shoe or any different colors or what's the next step for you guys? You guys are you guys ever like throwing laces on? Like what's the new design? Yeah. Give us the scoop. But yeah. Yeah. right now there were some improvements um coming from you know the feedback that we did get from our customers. Um we added some more grip to the bottom of the shoe. Um we added grip to the heel of the shoe, um, on the silicone strips on the heel. Um, and we are dropping outsoles separately. Um, people have been asking us if we can buy the outsoles separately. Now you're now you'll be able to, um, we dropped two new colorways. We dropped two new colorways, the all white and the all, uh, all like a Navy blue color. Um, coming up next after that, we're going, we just, we're doing the, um, the first responder unit, which is an all blue, um, unit, uh, just for first responders. It has like a uh, custom insole. Probably show um, one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, and then after we work out, after we work out all of those, and and we want to continue giving colors for the outsoles, like different color outsoles. But in the meantime, we're, we we already started designing B two, which is like a completely different design on what we have right now. So, mm-hmm. you know, in a couple probably you know Early. mid mid next year, yeah. we'd be able to release like a whole new design, something that, but it would still. Um, go with your old, like say if you bought a shoe now, like the new stuff would still attach to with the old stuff. Okay, so, that's cool. Nice. Keep the ball rolling. See, that's smart as hell. Yeah, this you. is the box that it comes in. So, like one way we want to remain like sustainable is eliminating waste. So this retail box will also serve as a shipping box. Mm-hmm. Cause it's sealed. You yeah. To, oh shit. That's you smart. Put the, the your shipping label here. Uh, and whole time is right here. So yeah. So it's sealed, sealed like this. Yeah, it's very sealed. Yeah, so that's cool. Cool and you peel that. So once you peel it, it's unsealed. Um, that's so smart. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we were, um, you know, just going through the process of, of taking boxes and putting in other boxes didn't make sense to us. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, well, you're spending more money that way, too. Yeah, exactly. more money, more time, you know, so it all comes down to money. So efficiency, um, man. That's And the box that we did have before was like really nice matte black, like we were super proud of that. Magnet, magnetic. Yeah. So <laughs> it, was, it was really expensive, but we thought, you know, like people were going to love the packaging. Um, presentable. <laughs> yeah, yeah especially if it was your first product, like, yeah. you no. Know, you guys are going to ball out on this one and see what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. So we did that, but then, you know, realizing that it's uh, it's a little costly, but more than that, the sustainable issues, it's not good for the environment. So right. we did cardboard. We switched over to the cardboard so box. These here right here, these are um, 3M, like, yep. yeah. So this will adhere once you remove this, it adheres to, like, the side of the box, and it prevent, like it creates a closure there. And then this is the first responder. So we're going to be um, donating this pair here. So it uh, reads, love recognizes no boundaries. We're debuting this on, on the show. It's got the logo up top too, right? Yeah. First responder logo up top. It's so dope. Yeah. And then you have the pull tab at the heel. Um, and then you have this really cool insole. So this insole is a word cloud. 
and you know there's heroes how, there. how thick is the the material on top like the, the mitt? yeah it's pretty thick man this is a car knit um so it's breathable but it's not heavy mm-hmm. uh and then you know same functionality you know nothing really changes here um all blue yeah all, this is blue. The, the you know the, yeah the trademark and then um we added rubber the white grab the whites oh you can't this is the whites the rubber's on that one. Oh yeah so this is, this is women's, this is our first look at it, the women's all white. And the difference here is we've uh, included a rubber grip here. It's like increased attraction and down here. So this is what we'll be selling um, for twenty ninety five as like an add-on. And uh, how much does a regular pair go for? Right now, I mean, we have a promotion only really for a limited time. It's semi $9.95. We'll probably settle in at $89.95. Um, for the foreseeable future and the outsoles are the 29.95 the outsoles yeah and i think free shipping is an is an offer that we're going to keep for forever yeah for a while you know amazon has changed the game and we respect that so and we appreciate our customers so you know we, we ship for free no matter where they live in the U.S. that's awesome that's so cool you guys, are, you guys are making moves. <laughs> you guys no, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> you guys do, man. Yeah, man. It's you guys come a long way in short my in a short amount of time, man. Like I, Ryan was unfamiliar with it, and then I was just showing him a few of um, the people you you had on. I, I even I was like, man, I didn't know. You know, they they had this clientele, this star power, which is really like, <laughs> that's uh that's what people have been most impressed with us about. Is they're like, damn, like how did you get these people? And you guys like from not like you didn't have anything. I was like, I'm telling you, like we just the way we pitched it to them and. Go down in the DMs. <laughs> yeah. uh, like, and it was the it was the pitch, and then like it sounds mad professional. And they say, well, in the beginning, it was like, well, what what did you like show us show us some of your work? I was like, well, we haven't launched yet. We're stock stockpiling our episodes, but we've had X, Y, and Z guests. Yeah, we, yeah. we didn't have those guests. I just said that, and they believed it. And yeah. It worked for me. <laughs> and then we, and then eventually we had a couple of names that were recognizable, so I inserted those names into the pitch, and then yeah. it was correct. Yeah. Are we your first Shark Tank company? Yes, first Shark Tank company. We've had a, uh, a couple other like high, like high, uh, business executives. Like one was this uh, CBD company um, based out of Oregon. Oh, Plain Jane. Plain Jane. Okay. They're like the, one of the biggest hemp distributors uh, in uh, in the nation, I think. So she yeah. was the one. And then we had, uh, again, in the CBD industry, it was like a, rest- uh, a real estate guy. I used to play for Ohio State football. He was like one of the team MVP when they won the national championship. Yeah. We had him on for an episode too. We have a bunch stockpile that we haven't even released yet. Like we're just sitting on like literally like twenty more episodes. Yeah. So. Do you have you both have to sit down and like edit the the audio when you have the time or? So usually he does first crack at the audio, and I've been doing like the second, like just like one one more run through, like last scan. But now like we have it such down to a science. It's like we bought like templates. Yeah, like everything. Whole just, process. It was like, it. and we just see the efficiency from like we said from the beginning to yeah. now. And then, like, just Dude, the trying to learn Adobe Pro day one yeah. was fucking, yeah. it was Chinese to me. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. But it's yeah. a process, you know? Like, it takes time. It takes, like, like that guy told me, he's like, it took me 10 years. So, I mean, hopefully it doesn't take us 10 years. But Yeah, for sure. And that's, like, us, too. And we, when we design, like, packaging, you know, like, this, we're now, we're still finalizing the outsole packaging. And we visit this conversation, like, three or four times. And every time, it's something completely different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you learn while you're, while you're progressing. It's like, okay, well, in terms of shipping, like what is the, what is the least to ship? Yeah. Okay, well, I, nah, that's not an option anymore. You know, I mean, so like everything is testing, right? You just got to yeah. test and learn. It's the only way you'll know is if you try it. Like 
we'll try different posts or like we'll see like some episodes get more downloads than others or like why like why what what, what do we do different when we promoted it like yeah well you love like, when when the the air date for ours is and we can certainly put some some uh ad spend behind it yeah that would be awesome yeah yeah i mean we you know we'll, we'll both benefit from it that, so that's a that's another thing that we i try to do in the beginning i was just testing it like putting mm-hmm. some ad spend behind it but again like yeah. you know yeah. You gotta spend money with, with advertising to, to kind of get your name out there. So it's uh, yeah. You know, I think that's something I want to go back to eventually. And I think we slowly start to put some stuff on YouTube. I've been slacking on it, but I want to get like all those episodes up on YouTube, and I want to run some uh, ad spend on YouTube because I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of like traffic being driven to to videos and things like that on YouTube. So yeah, that's what that's what they were telling us is that right now YouTube is is you know, is really picking up. For, and it's for and it's ad cheap. Ad. It's very cheap too. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's a, anything that's low cost is it's definitely. Right now, are you guys doing anything with the videos so as far as like editing them or anything? Or are you kind of just going? We, we have a couple on YouTube. Um, I mean, nothing crazy. Like we, the one with Steve Shariba from The Sopranos, we had like, I think we have, it's going up like a hundred views like every week. Like, cause we, I guess like the tags and stuff we have on it. We probably yeah. should run an ad behind that one. It's just like, he's probably our most notable guy that we've had so far. Yeah. yeah. Um, Great show. Yeah. He was awesome. I don't know if you, if you ever get a chance to listen to the episode. He was a great, it's a short episode. It's like 29 minutes, like 30 minutes. He was awesome. He, tell, he tells a story about him being on the Eric Andre show. So uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> he is too. He's so, what that looked like. Yeah, so funny. And we get like comments on the video on YouTube and they're like, they're like, they like, people are literally saying at this point, like listen for the Eric Andre conversation because it's so funny. Like we're dying laughing yeah. talking to him. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, man, it's it, it's fun. Like I said, we're talking to a lot of interesting people, about, and we're learning a lot, you know, mm-hmm. from guys like yourself, and it's cool, man. We just like yeah, doing, we like talking to these people, and yeah, yeah, like you guys said, we're learning on the way. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that a, is that a Billy Joel T right there? I'm a diehard Billy Joel fan. Oh, he's the best. Guys look great now. So that was like the best weekend of the year. It was my birthday weekend. My buddies came in. We went to all. It was like 20 of us went to Billy Joel. And then COVID happened like a couple weeks later, end of February. It was his last show at the Garden. Damn. Like, I was like, damn, like, this might, like, we, we saw the last one on the run, the 73rd consecutive show at the Garden. We saw it. Like, we were there. So you're so, saying that even when this, all this stuff, he's not coming back? He will, but, like, he was, he did it for 73 consecutive months, once a month at the Garden. So now the streak ended because of this. Oh, so, gotcha. Damn, like, we were there for the last one on the streak. That's pretty wild. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Legend, man. That's awesome. And uh, no, actually, I was supposed to go out and see him in June in Notre Dame, my buddy, and uh, got pushed to next June now in Notre Dame. But I saw him like four times in the last year. <laughs> yeah. I love him, bro. He's, 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 the, best. he's the man. Yes, he is. Awesome. But uh, awesome. all right, guys, I mean, we really appreciate you coming on. It's been awesome. Uh, we'll definitely let you know when it drops. We'll probably drop it in the next couple of weeks, honestly. And uh, I have one more question. Who were yeah. your guys' like first few customers or like who? who did you guys reach out to friends and family really was it yeah. friends and family were yeah, definitely man. our first our first couple couple of buys support but like then you you guys hit friends and family and it's like they don't want to buy your shit anymore yeah. so like what do you guys <laughs> do to reach out to other people um in the beginning you're talking about or yeah yeah in the beginning in the beginning i think i think the next step after that was that kickstarter run yeah because i mean we would we would sell incrementally here and there you know but kickstarter is where we kind of like leveled up in a lot of ways because again we were selling internationally we sold a great a, a decent amount of pairs in a short amount of time mm-hmm. um but like you know we were still generating sales through our website through e-commerce and like trying ads and mm-hmm. just trying influencers but like a lot of that stuff really doesn't work unless like you have a strategy behind it like yeah. if you know how much you're spending you know like click-throughs and you see the viewing 
you can't just like drop a pair to this guy and hope that like he does it because we we made those mistakes. Yeah, we're learning, but you know, it, like Kickstarter really helped us a lot. And those reason- those analytics, if you don't like work with them every day, that they don't you don't know what the fuck that shit means. Like you know what I mean? Like I I know because I do it every day, but to the average person who's never seen anything advertised, you're like, damn, what does this stuff even mean when you're looking at the yeah, analytics exactly. of all the ads and stuff? You have no idea. Yeah. It's a learning yeah. process. It is. That's man. the only reason that it helped us because we partnered with the agency that right. was really ads for us, and that's why we got sales. And that's yeah. so it's just there's a science to it. You just yeah, gotta have that, that initial capital to to, to bet on yourself and run those ads. Yeah. You guys looking for advertisers now, or is that your next play? Uh, I mean, I, I could probably run it for us. It's just we need to we need some money to do it. But um, well, what about an advertiser? Advertiser can give you money. Oh, like. Well, so we're trying to get sponsors and things like that. Like people yeah. will just pay us a couple, like we, I think we charge like 15 for a pre-roll and 20 for a mid-roll. Okay. Um, and we've been collabing, or we tried to collab with this one clothing company and kind of fell through. But now I'm talking to this watch company from Canada that like they're talking about maybe wanted to get involved too. So Ricky Williams fell through. Ricky Williams is a, Ricky Williams is a running back. We, yeah. we were talking to him about like his CBD company. He wanted us to buy a certain amount of product before he would come on the show. And then we tried to negotiate and it <laughs> fell through. So I, I don't know what happened with him, but I yeah. circle back every now and then just in case, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, I would imagine your next, your next step. Yeah. I mean, like once we get money from that, that stuff we can put straight to advertising, you know? Absolutely. And then even if we start making more merch, which I think at some point we want to do, um, we get that money back. Obviously we want to put it into more, like making more merchandise, but like hopefully we can put some of that into advertising. Yeah. Be careful. You don't want to overcommit too much inventory. Yeah. You know? Make sure yeah. that you have enough, but you're not swimming in it and you have to like liquidate and take a loss. Yeah. You know, we're, we were we were really small at the time. We were not going to take a loss on a lot of our stuff. We had to make sure that, like, limited drops, man. That shit sells. Yeah. So you have a top of, like, 50 shirts. Like, yeah. We, yeah. We fucked up with that. <laughs> and we just have a million just shirts. Just chilling on a recliner. Yeah. <laughs> They're, like, balled yeah. up. <laughs> we'll, we'll get you guys the nice folded ones, but we have balled up ones over there, too. Like. Yeah. <laughs> but now, nah, yeah, man. It's I, all a process, dude. Yeah. It's yeah. All- this man, you know? Yeah, it's, it's patience too. I mean, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not really sweating. We're just kind of having fun with it. So that's what it should be, man. You know, until like it's, things get serious, that's when you know, like you have to level up in a lot of ways. But you enjoy what you're doing, like have fun because I remember we were walking around New York City, and like I'm a model still, and I'm just like, bro, I do not want to model. I'm myself the cameraman. Like, you know, like I'm so like tired of this shit. Like I do not want to walk New York. This is like probably two summers ago. Walk in New York, the high line, in the heat. I'm not a model, man. I, I just, I'm not. You know, but whatever, whatever the brand takes, I'll do it. It's like, you know, then we go out there for hours. We're walking the high line. I'm walking into some random, like, coffee shops. Not asking permission, can I? I just do it. And then I'm like, yeah. Like, I have the yeah, out. Like, on to the next. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter, you know? So, like, we walk around New York City where I'm carrying bags of clothes, changing, like, in little hallways or alleyways, changing, like, my outfits, like, changing my, my footwear. I, we ha- don't have a lot of pairs, so, like, we tape the bottom of these shoes, bro, for eight hours, right? We get home, and one, and one of our guys, like, listen, I need, I need the camera. So, like, all right, Rod, just, like, upload these photos and then give him the camera so he can use it for the memory. It's all gone. <laughs> the whole day's erased. 
<laughs> as if it never happened. You know, learning curves, you know? <laughs> what happened? That's God. awesome. These are the stories people like want to hear. Like, yeah. experience you got to be kidding me, bro. <laughs> uh, Wait, what happened? happened? Did you, what, like, did you, was there not like a memory card in there or something? No, I just when you know when when the next guy took it, uh, I guess he didn't know that we didn't uh, upload it to our computer, so he just erased it all. And, a whole like probably month worth of content is just gone. I'm like, bro, I retired. Yeah, you retired after that. Not your model anymore. You have to pay somebody because this is brutal, bro. Sweating bullets all day. <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. Yeah, honestly, that could have been last summer, man. No, well, yeah, I don't think it was even that long ago, bro. That is so funny. That's just, that's a shit, man. Like, what you know, you have this opportunity like we did with Shark Tank, and you know, I don't see that happening again. But like, that wasn't. I'm not too far removed from that experience. Yeah, it's probably a year ago, which in a year, dude, and it time flies. So crazy, yeah. you know. Like we're going to be in 2021 now. Like a couple months away, we're closer to 2021 than we are in You're wearing masks. <laughs> it's crazy. Wearing masks. This year went flew by, and it's like we haven't even done shit. Like yeah. it's. You know, in our factories, like you're gonna come visit. When are you gonna visit? We're like, Oof. are we allowed to? Like, I don't even know. Like, um, I, even if I was, I don't know if I would. Yeah, yeah. Just too much of a gamble. Like, what? You know, I don't even. I don't think I would, man. Yeah. yeah I don't Not know. for a while. It's well, just a crazy time, you know. Yeah. But well, all right, guys. I uh, yeah, really appreciate, appreciate you coming it. on. This is this is dope. Um, we'll definitely let you know, and you know, definitely stay in touch. Um, for sure. You know, like I said, I wish you guys well with that agency. But if not, Sasha Group, we'd love to. Uh, I'm sure we'd yeah. love to hear from you guys. So I got you. Yeah. A lot of companies like that, like underwear brands, like shoe, like shoe, shoe brands, a bunch of different stuff. So. Yeah. I got the moves. I got the moves. Oh, I'm making moves. You got to move. You got to move. She made that back move. She made the top move. I made the city move. Like, whoa. I make the city move. I got the moves. I make a move. I got the moves. I got the moves. I make it moves. I make it moves. You gotta move. You gotta. She made that back move. She made the two move. I make the city move. I do. I make the city move. I do. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.